Sports Beat on the Bay. Welcome to Sports Beat. You have Dan Caswell here with. Grant's here as well. You know what? I didn't even say it's Friday. I didn't say it's January 28th. It's okay, man. I'm not going to pass any judgment. All right. It's all good. It's sports beat. That's all that matters. It's a sunny bluebird sky day. The yeah. weekend looks great. I'm pretty fired up. It's going to be a nice weekend and it's going to be a little bit warmer as well. But even uh, today, it's a gorgeous day out there. Blue sky, sunshine. I keep telling people, you know, stop the, stop the pity party. Get outside, bundle up, and enjoy it. Yes. You know? Yeah, it is a little frosty. But yes, I, I agree. You got to bundle up and you enjoy this weather. Uh, I want to start off with a little soccer. Uh, we have a World Cup qualifying going on right now, and I love it that Canada's leading the CACAF World Cup qualifying. Uh, they've got five wins and four losses. They added a win last night against Honduras, 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal that uh, really got all the attention was Jonathan Davis' goal, uh, where just a nice... They, you know, in soccer, all good goals are brilliant goals. Yes, of course. They call them brilliant goals. There's a far and few in between. Yes, it only gets a brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. So now I just thought it was a very nice, uh, you know, nice touch of his left foot as he kicked it over the goal of tender and Absolutely. into the net. And then they also got some luck on their side with the, the Honduras player, Diego Maldonado, who scored on his own net. Mm-hmm. That so, happens too. Yes. <laughs> um, we talked about Aaron Dell for the Buffalo Sabres goalie. Mm-hmm. Three games. Three games. Yeah. You know, I really don't understand what goes on at the NHL office in George Peros. Yeah. Like I've joked about it before, but I am sure, I am definitely sure, if you and I were to drive down to the NHL office right now, mm-hmm. we'd go into George Peros' office, right, and we'd see a wheel of discipline. A wheel of discipline. Just and spin it, yeah. You spin the wheel, and wherever it lands, that's what he hands out. Right. So what are you thinking, Danny? You're thinking that the three games was too much or not enough? Well, it all depends on if you want to... Uh, compare it to other infractions. Fair enough. I feel that three games is plenty mm-hmm. for the infraction. I would agree. But Jason Spezza got six for his. Right. You know? It doesn't so, make any sense. No, it doesn't at all. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just don't understand that at all. And here's the thing, too, if you want to break it down, because you guys mentioned this before, Jason Spezza, I think, has had, like, no... Like, it doesn't have a past of, of that kind of uh, play as a hockey player whatsoever. It's just not a part of his wheelhouse in his, in his long career, and it never has been. But with this uh, with this Aaron Dell, I was watching uh, highlights, and this guy is, you he's know, done he, it before. he'd run out of the net at people. He's swinging his stick constantly. I mean, he's a repeat offender, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't I, get it. Exactly. So that's what I'm... That's where I'm going with this. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There, there doesn't seem to be a discipline matrix to, to determine right. proper amounts of time. Yeah. You know, I don't that's know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? You, there's, you have a right to, to look at it that way because it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's... to me, that elbow looked like it was a, close to being in head contact. Now, mm-hmm. he's not concussed. He's out for two. Batherson's out for two months with a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just it just doesn't, like, three games, okay. It's, it was a, a very filthy move, but... I compare it with other things, and I'm just thinking, I don't understand where George Peros is going with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then kind of sticking with uh, scratching my head, I, Edmonton Oilers have made it official. And Evander I see Kane, it here, yeah. Yeah, Evander Kane is now uh, officially uh, signing a contract with the Edmonton Oilers. A one-year uh, one year deal, I believe. It'll be, it'll be something mm. to see 
how he acts and what happens in Edmonton if it's a positive, if it's a negative. Because throughout Evander Kane's career mm-hmm. in the NHL, he has never had a positive stay in any in any of his cities. Right, and then let's just face it. I mean, if he goes in there and uh, upsets the uh, the likes of Mr. Uh, Connor McDavid or uh, what's the other one? Dry Sidle. Dry Sidle. Yep. I mean, come on. Like, you've got to – I don't think any management's going to put up with that, or maybe they will. I, I don't know. No, and, and the thing is, I don't think it's necessarily the top guys. I think there's – you know, each player has brings a certain element to the team. Exactly. And – Right now, they they seem to be, you know, they they won last night in a shootout, uh, but they were on a tremendous negative slide, mm-hmm. and they were not winning games at all. And it's not fun being in the Edmonton Oilers dressing room, I would assume. I wouldn't think. And so they had a hot start to the season. Maybe this will get them back to their winning ways. I don't see uh, Holland, their GM, as a... <clears throat> knee-jerk decision-maker right? And as this appears. So there's got to be something in this that's made them want Evander Kane more than anyone else. Okay, fair enough. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. And, uh, and, and staying with this sort of stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. we had the other night, you had uh, Taylor Hall uh, collided with Nathan McKinnon as Nathan McKinnon was uh, leaving the zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was a late hit. Right. I wouldn't say it's a dirty hit. He didn't. It wasn't. A, a timing was a little off. The ti- yeah, the timing was off. Uh, you have, but what really damaged Nathan McKinnon was his own stick. So right. as he as his stick came up, uh, Taylor Hall's um, body took that stick and mashed it into McKinnon's face, breaking his nose and bloodying his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the what it looked kind, a lot worse. Yeah. Than, yeah. Well, it's a he's got a broken nose. Like right. that, that's that's as worse as I guess it can get. How many times have you broken your nose? None. Oh, Look really? At Look at it. Okay, fair enough. Look at this nose. It's yeah, yeah. straight. It's beautiful. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so with that being said, I was like, all right. So now he's got to answer the bell, mm-hmm. and he never did. No, he never did. And I think Taylor Hall, um, you know, he could have had an opportunity to probably write the ship and say, okay, I'll, but the problem was he didn't want to. He, right. he was turtling. He was, you know, he, he was not, I'd be really disappointed as his teammate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I hear you. what happens then is now the team's got to stick up for him, not sticking up for himself. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, that's that. He he originally it was a five, and uh, they switched it to a two minute, which I guess they can in rules. Hmm. You can go from a major back to two if you, if uh, once you have your your ref conference and all that sort of stuff. So, that being said, I just wish McKinnon or uh, Hall just okay drop the gloves, whether he got beat up or not. It's like just do it. The do what you have to do because yeah. it was it was a questionable hit. It was a penalized play. Mm-hmm. So, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, fair right. enough. I agree All with right. you. Yeah. Next on, we got the Coyotes. So, I don't know if you heard this, Grant. No. But there could be moving to a 5,000-seat arena at the Arizona State University. Are you serious? I am dead serious. So, I guess what's happened is Glendale is threatening to lock them out of the arena. Okay. 
uh, because of unpaid state and uh, municipal like city taxes. Right. So I'm sure there's significant mm -hmm. to be locked out. Yeah. So rather than paying their debts, mm -hmm. they're just going to say, okay, uh, we're going to go to the Arizona State University, which is 5,000 seat arena and play our home games. That makes no sense. You know, I, I'm going to look at this as a, in a bigger picture way. Okay. Like, we haven't really heard any positives that have come out of the Arizona hockey team. No. In, since their inception, I believe, in 2003. And wasn't the Arizona was the one, was that the team that Gretzky went to be the coach, head coach? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they've had financial trouble almost since inception. Right. Like, I think it's now time that Gary Bettman finally just looks and says, guess what, you know what, NHL hockey in Arizona is not working. It would work better in the Quebec City. Correct. It is not working in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And he is on on record to say again, uh, the you know, the uh, there's no way that this team is moving. Like for whatever reason, Gary Bettman is stuck on hot NHL hockey in the state of Arizona. Huh. I don't understand it. No. I really don't understand it. No. And I really don't believe that it's benefiting the league at all. Well, obviously, it's failing. Yes. I mean, clearly. So, well, yeah, for sure. He needs to see the failure of the NHL team in Arizona. Like, how many How many seats is the uh, is the Canada Summit Center the bigger? 1,500. 1,500? Yep. Okay. All right. I just, I'm just trying to get a, you know, an idea of what like 5,000 seat would be. So, okay, yeah. cool. So, a 5,000 seat arena would probably be, you're talking uh, two, th Half of the bowl at the uh, um, ACC, or sorry, so Scotiabank Center. Okay. Like the, the, the or maybe two-thirds of that bowl would be okay. 5,000. All right. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's what's going on there. Uh, moving away from uh, hockey, let's go to uh, the Aussie Open. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the fact that Nadal's in the final. Yeah. Especially with all that monkey business that was going on uh, with the Joker before. And so, just kind of like what he said, hey, is it this is... is it's Joker's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's his call. He's decided to do this, so he brought it upon himself. So I have no, you know, he, he said I have no sympathy for him. Like, uh, no, he, well, he shouldn't. He's no. the one that wants to beat the record. Right. The record right now is a three-way tie between Nadell, Federer, and the Joker with 20 grand slams. Well, I hope he wins. And so, I yeah, I really it. hope he wins. Yeah. I'd love to see him have 21. Yeah. And for that matter, I'd like to see him, you know, win the French Open as well. And, you know, who knows after that? I, I, I've always been a fan of uh, Nadal, but uh, I know one thing. I wish Percy was here today because he did bring up the fact that, uh, I guess, Shapovalov was mm -hmm. complaining when he played Nadal about the fact, like, every time he got momentum, Nadal would have, like, a, an extended break. Well, I remember, yeah, that's right, Percy was talking about that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... You know, with that being said, I mean, uh, you know, I guess Nadal has uh, afforded himself the ability that the, no one questions these breaks and whatnot. Yeah, I and, guess. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he will end up winning and uh, going for the uh, his 21st Grand Slam. Well, that'd be all and right. Then, that'd be nice uh, to see. Let's finish off with some NFL. We got uh, two big games this weekend, the AFC Conference Final. Or, sorry, the yeah, the AFC Conference Final. So for a dumb guy like me that doesn't really follow it, there's four teams left. Correct. Okay. So you have the two top teams in the AFC. Okay. 
which is the American Football Conference. Perfect, I got that. And you have two teams in the NFC, which is the National, National Football I'm Conference. I'm learning. All right, Give myself a belt. <laughs> right on. Uh, so, yeah, the Chiefs-Bengals AFC Championship game is at 3 p.m. Uh, Chiefs are seven-point favorites. You also have at uh, 630, 49ers and Rams. Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, you know, just to break it down in this game, they, you know, with the Chiefs being the favorite, they have like their offense is sick. It is unbelievable, and the Bills played the Chiefs fantastic for you know the first three quarters, and then it was the fourth that the defense, uh, you know, I'd say it was the defense fault that the Bills lost that right, game. Right, right. Um, so for the Bengals to be successful, they'll need to slow down the Chiefs' offense. That's they can't stop it. They'll need to slow it down. They'll need to uh, really uh, p- take away time and space with Tyreek Hill and Travis, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, um, and you know for that for them to be successful, they the Bengals D has proven to be uh, a great uh, operation. They they should be decent. Their offense. Uh, the Bengals' offense is good. They they played actually the Chiefs. I think it was on January twenty third. Is that right? No, no. Sorry, December twenty third, and um, and so they ended up putting up I think thirty four points in that game. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is. Uh, they do have the uh, ability to win, but in this case, I think the Chiefs are going to win. They're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, will they cover the seven points? I think it'll be a much closer game just because the magnitude of the game. Fair enough. Yeah. And then the next game is at 630, 49ers and Rams. Rams three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I think going into the season, if you were to say, you know, the um, 49ers and Rams are going to be in the NFC Conference Championships, you'd you'd say, well, maybe, maybe not, but you you wouldn't discount it. Halfway right. through the season, I think all things were pointing at the Bucks and the Packers right. meeting in the uh, conference fi- final like they did last year. Uh, but that being said, Matthew Stafford has you know, silenced all the questions about being able to win playoff games as he's won two back-to-back playoff games. Uh, you have the emergence of uh, running back Sonny Mike- Michel, not Michael, Michel. Mm-hmm. And you also have Odell Beckham Jr. playing well right now too right. uh they seem to have got him in the plays uh but you know when you have uh injuries to robert wood and uh, vaughn jefferson the other receivers they've been forced to put uh odell Beckham into okay and he's been and he has not disappointed mm-hmm. and the fact that he's getting touches has you know kind of given him a boost as well right so i like that um you know you also have star receiver cooper cup and uh, tight end Tyler Higby. These guys, like, they have so many targets offensively. And, um, but, you know, as, as star-studded of a defense that the Rams have mm-hmm. like with, with Vaughn Miller right. and Donald and, uh, oh, geez. Don't look to me for <laughs> the name, Dan. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be any help. Jalen Ramsey. Like, uh. you have a, like a star-studded right. defense. Um on paper, San Fran's defense is better. And so the Rams will need to uh, execute offensively to be successful and right. then obviously get the stops that they need. And, you know, it's funny because, 
you know, you look at the 49ers and they don't have some of these big names, but these names that they have put up big numbers like Debo Samuel or Samuel and George Kittle. And uh, I think it's Brennan Ayuk. I don't know. A-I-Y-U-K. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anyways, Ayuk. And so their big thing is their star running back, their number one running back, Elijah uh, Mitchell, is questionable for the game. Yeah. And if he's not, uh, their run game is is probably toast if he's not in the lineup. Okay. So, anyways, that's... Uh, I had a question that's thrown your way on the text line, but I, I'm just not sure if I even want to read it to you. Why is that? Well, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how one would answer this. It was presented to you like, well, what's the difference between uh, the Joker and the truck drivers? And I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the, uh, the what's tie What's the in. difference between the Joker and, well, I, you know what the difference is? No. Joker has a way better serve. Yeah. Okay. There's that truth too. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. He's a tennis player. They're truckers. Yeah. True enough. Good. Great answer. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. You know what? Going to that the, this truck rally, it is something. Yeah. It is something. Whether you agree or disagree, I just like to see the passion right now. Yeah. You know, we've, we've gone through some pretty uh, unusual times, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good to see that whether it's positive or negative, uh, whatever stance you're on with this, mm-hmm. it's good to see that there's some good old-fashioned pa- uh, passion yeah. amongst Canadians and amongst all Canadians. Fair you enough. Know, you, have, you know, you have a very... Uh, multicultural uh, occupation that truck drivers are. Mm-hmm. And they come from all facets around the world. True enough. And they're all banding together. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like to see, I like to see the passion that's involved. Fair enough. So excellent. Anyways, yeah. and, and, and you want to, that's a difference too. Truckers have passion. I don't think the Joker does. Yeah. I don't think the truckers have a lot of, uh, you know, entitlement going on about them, you know, or you know what I mean? That this, the spoiled, uh, rich, uh, they have their, their opinion and they're taking it right to the, right to the big boss in Ottawa. Excellent. All right. Well, Hey, I like, I want to thank you, Grant, for everything today. My pleasure, man. And, uh, you have yourself a great weekend. Everybody listening, have a great weekend and get outside, bundle up, enjoy yourselves. Dan for the Percyless sports beat. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.